Hey everybody, welcome to the Midlife Pilot Podcast. It's a podcast all about aviation and midlife and all things so related. And my name is Chris Moran. I am the Midlife Pilot, the OG as it were. And uh, joined as always tonight, Thanksgiving Eve, by my uh, steady co-host companion, direct from the heart of Music Row in Nashville, Tennessee. It's uh, Brian Siskind. Good evening and happy Thanksgiving Eve to you, sir. Hey, man. It's good to be here. I'm glad to see that the chat is filling up. And uh, we have some, uh, I have some whiskey here tonight. So uh, you can see where this is all going. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I'm super happy to be here. And, um, and uh, I'm nice. I'm glad that we're back on our schedule. This is good. Yep, it does feel good to get back to a, a normal sequence. And so tonight we thought it might be fun <clears throat> to just have a uh, kind of a topical uh, evening recording of the podcast of, uh, you know, things related to aviation or not, life things, things that we're just thankful for and, and the part that kind of aviation has played in that. So for sure, if you're with us tonight live in the chat, uh, go ahead and leave your comments in there like you always do, uh, and we'll read as many of them as we can. Um, you know, things, things, message of thanks, and we have some uh, queued up, some audio uh, messages that were sent in by some folks to, to get to later on in the show as well. Yeah, and I was hoping maybe we can also, uh, we didn't really talk about this too much, so forgive me for bringing it up right in the middle of the beginning of the podcast, <laughs> but um, I would love to also highlight some of the awesome comments that we or reviews that we've gotten on uh, Apple uh, Apple Podcasts because uh, you know I don't know how the algorithm works, man, but I I think we're doing really well there, and I think that part of the reason why is because we have so many great thoughtful reviews there, and is uh, part of what we're going to be thankful for is is everybody that's listening and, and has been supporting what we're doing. Mm -hmm. That's a great idea. Well, I'll kick us off. I have a couple of, uh, I have a couple of uh, current topical things related to aviation that I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for an oil analysis that came back today um, that made me realize that actually uh, my Cherokee's engine is not chewing itself up and about to die. So that ah. was encouraging um, follow up to a saga, which we'll, we'll, I'll tell the story as we get more details, like in a later episode. But the short story is this engine has 400 hours. It's a pinion overhaul. And we got an oil analysis that scared the pants off of us. Um, and so we did this like crazy mid like change sample. We ran in and grabbed a sample. Some of the guys in the club did, cause I'm, I'm actually coming to you live from Huntsville, Alabama tonight. Uh, just a couple hours south of uh, Music Row, where Nashville, where uh, Brian is seated currently, um, and they we overnighted uh, Blackstone a sample last night. They got it at ten o'clock this morning. Ran it for us today. Thank thanks to them for getting you know rushing it in and getting it in the queue today. Um, and it was an anomaly. Um, wow! Just yeah. fully just a wash. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's basically, you no. Know, everything's in the normal range, everything now. So, um, it was one of those, like everybody, we grounded the plane. Like everybody had a, you know, everybody was like, stop, don't turn the engine again until we know what's going on. And it appears that everything's actually fine. So, um, yeah, that was wow. exciting. Wow. I'm thankful for that. That's great news. This kind of, when we were talking about some of this, uh, I guess that was earlier today on the phone or was that yesterday? It was today. Uh, it was today. Thank you for helping me understand which day it is. Um, <laughs> but uh, but we were just joking about how like you know in aviation it's it's all or nothing so often right like it's either 
absolutely innocuous, just sort of nothing to worry about, or it's you know, the worst situation exactly. ever. We're we're in the land of extremes. Yep, for sure, for sure. Man, so um, oh, and uh, thank you, Zach, uh, for complimenting my latest video. I I try to mix it up. I'm not trying to do a lot of essays all the time, right? Sometimes I just want to show some flying, you know. So anyway, I did. If you, Chris, you were about to ask me, have I done any flying lately? It was on my list. That was my next question. So yes, matter of fact, I have, uh, and I did uh, film some of it. So yeah, I just did um, uh, night flight for currency, which you know is always fun. Um, and I have some thoughts around that that have been sort of on my mind. And then, um, and then the next day, yesterday, uh, we I flew from here to I flew from Music Row, to the heart of Music Row. <laughs> Did you know that Reba McIntyre's studio on Music Row, it's called Starstruck, that there's actually a helipad on the roof of it. But, and so they built it with all that in mind, but then they were never allowed to use it because all the other studios around there, <laughs> it's like uh-huh. after coming in. So, uh, you know, a lot of ideas, not a lot of planning, I guess is how that mm-hmm. went. But, um, but anyway, yesterday I flew to uh, Sykeston, Missouri, a population 16,000. Um, it's uh, basically due west of here. You go across uh, the Mississippi River and that's not much further. Um, and went to a place called uh, Lambert's um, where they throw bread at you. Um, so it's a restaurant you go to. It's sort of like a Cracker Barrel on steroids. I see. Uh, it's just this insanely, uh, like they, they're, they walk around with just all this food and keep throwing it at you. And, and then they literally actually throw bread at you from across the room. So anyway, pretty great meal, pretty great time. And the cool thing about that place um, is that the owner is a pilot and has uh, an airplane and a hangar at that little airport there. And so for years, what he has done is made it really pilot friendly. So uh, when you get to the FBO, and keep in mind, this is a very small town, 16,000 people. You know, the airport's not huge or anything, but you get there, the FBO, you walk in, they will call the restaurant. The restaurant will send a van immediately to come and pick you up, uh, take you straight to the restaurant. This restaurant is usually packed with, you know, an hour, two hour wait, um, uh, big line. And But if you fly in, the van picks you up, they bring you in the back and you skip the whole line and they seat you immediately. So you get this kind of, VIP treatment as a pilot to uh, get in and get out of there. So um, anyway, it was a great, it was a great experience. And, um, you know, I, I'm really enjoying flying the, uh, the Archer, but um, awesome. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I did lately. But um, uh, yeah. What about you? You've done a lot of driving. <laughs> done a lot of driving. Yeah, I did. I, we drove uh, to Huntsville. It's a nine hour drive. And, uh, but before I left a couple days before we left, so I guess it was probably Thursday last week. I also did my night currency flight. Um, oh. I went up to the airport to do it. Normally when I do these, so I like to come out about like sunset. I like yep. to take off when there's still light, you know, it's like a half hour after sunset, let it get dark and then, you know, knock my landings out right after the threshold of darkness and then come back to Fairmont. And, but it's hard to do that these days when it's dark so early here on the East coast. And so I, um, I, 
got up there it was already well past sunset so it was dark dark and i hadn't i hadn't flown at night for probably three months it, it four months five i don't know five months maybe and um i got up there and was i had the 150 scheduled and i was like yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do this uh decided not to and then randomly completely by chance uh ran into another guy from the flying club uh, who was up there who i've flown with a lot and um he's like well he said, I could use a, I could use a safety pilot to go shoot an instrument approach. Like, why don't we just jump in the Cherokee 235 and we'll just go knock all this out together. Mm. And I'm like, perfect. Um, so we kind of went out and did some stuff and he's a CFI as well. Um, disclosure on that topic before anybody has a question about that. Uh, so we went out and did that. And of course it was, it was no factor. Like they were great and my landings were fine. And of course it would have been totally, I should have just taken the 150 and but everything would have been fine. And that, you know, in that regard as well, but, um, yeah. had a really good time. Uh, it's beautiful night, lots of lights to see. And, uh, so yeah. we flew for about an hour and hour, a little over an hour and got all of our stuff knocked out. And that was good. So what was your hesitation about flying the 150? Was it just, was it anything about the plane itself? No, in fact, it has brand new. We put a new, we put a new beacon, an LED beacon in this thing that I think you can see from space. <laughs> it is like, it's shocking and it's all LED lights. I mean, it's totally fine. I was just not for, um, it was just not, uh, I don't know. I just didn't feel good about having not flown at night for so long. You know what I, I mean? see. Cause I was just wondering, cause one of the, things that I've been waiting for is the right night to fly the Archer because I haven't flown it at night yet. And, um, you know, it's like, you just don't know what's going to light where, what's going to actually, what lighting panel lighting is going to actually work or what it's just, what's going to kind of look and feel like. So you kind of get prepared for the worst or, you know, essentially having nothing and then, uh, hope that hope for the best. Um, uh, so for I me, always, yeah, I always overthink it. Like I, even in that, on that flight, I was like, um, you know, like, am I going to be able to see, right? I haven't flown the 235 at night. Like it's been forever, probably a year. And, uh, yeah. you know, when I get in there and forget all about all those little other details. I'm like, this is just like flying. I mean, it's just like flying any other time. Uh, yeah. I did have a hilarious, and I don't know that it was necessarily related to night flying, but I, um, on like my first, t uh, full stop, um, actually, it was, it was after that we'd done all three and this was like an, an ex, a bonus landing uh, that we were doing later. So we did a touch and go for the fourth one. Cause they didn't have to be to a full stop. Um, I landed and was complaining to Dave who was with me about my um, being left to center line. You know, I'm like, I'm like six feet left. I'm like, Oh, I, I'm disappointed in that one. I said, you ready to go? And I looked over and he said, yeah, I'm ready to go. And I went full power. And like, um, I'm like, man, this thing's like jumping off the runway. And I look down, I'm like, yeah, I still have 20 degrees of flaps. And I'm like, 25 degrees of flaps. I'm like, well, that was exciting. That's the first time I've done that in the Cherokee, like left yeah. the flaps you know, on a touch and go. I'm like, this is exciting. But uh, no, it was super fun. We had a really good time. Man. So um, yeah. So the only thing I noticed, it's weird. It is idiosyncratic things about each plane. But for me, the thing that in the Archer that got me um, that I'm glad I had my, you know, sort of lights with me and everything uh, and right, and I've made sure they're out of my bag and like sort of right next to me. Um, was I realized that I because the trim is in between the seats. Um, when I would do oh, a full stop point. and I would come back to and I want to set the trim for takeoff to kind of level it out, I couldn't see it. That's a great point. And so, so I had I, to use a hand light to every time to, to get my trim right. So I wore a headlamp for the first time ever, a red headlamp yeah. that's yeah. adjustable angle, right? So you yeah. can tip it forward. 
I left it on the entire flight. It was amazing. Yeah. I, I told Dave, who was with me, I'm like, everywhere I look is illuminated. Like I can see everything. Like yeah. it was, it was very good. This was the first time I had, I have one of those. And this was the first time I thought, I'm going to see if I can get along. I wanted to see if this panel is lit up enough to where I can handle everything without a headlamp. And then of course I could, except for that one detail, but yeah, headlamp for life, especially like when you're uh, back and you're trying to secure the plane and everything. Uh, it's great to just be able to do that. Headlamps are always are, are the best. Um, yep. but anyway, so yeah, I had, I had a great flight and I really enjoyed the, the time, but it was one of those things where I wanted to get out early, like you're talking about and do maybe a handful of landings, so that as it gets fully, fully dark an hour after, um, then I'd be good. But what ended up happening, I was, I got up to the airport and it was like the most beautiful, incomprehensible weather, just so good, no wind, just warm, not freezing cold. And you know how busy it is there. There was nobody there. There was, it was like a ghost town. It, it felt like something was wrong, but you just didn't know what it was, you know, like, is this closed or I've never seen it that desolate, especially under those conditions. And so I'm like, I'm like, God, this is going to be great, man. This is just going to be so great. And then I, I get in the plane and I fire it up. And then I, 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 as soon as I say, I'm calling in the tower to do my run up, uh, uh, or calling ground to ask for a run up. The, the guy's like, uh, expect a delay, uh, for your pattern work. And I thought, oh, okay, whatever. I've got to still go do a run up. I'm sure it'll get sorted out or whatever. Well, I guess he knew something that I didn't because as soon as I started taxing back to the runway to get in line, there was about, I don't know, I want to say either eight, nine, 10 arrivals that were all spaced out by, you know, annoying amounts of miles. Just, I sat, th I sat there for probably almost 30 minutes Oh, wow. Just sitting there. So in a weird way, it was kind of nice because I was like, well, at least I'm not, you know, like I'm mitigating some of my recreational gas burning here. But, um, uh, but man, it took forever to get out. So then I only had one to do that was left uh, before time. And then it was so cool because the, the, the second one I was coming around and I was on downwind looking at the clock and I was like, if I can just slow down a little bit, this one will count. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, but I, I really love flying at night. I wish that I didn't love it so much. I'm actually inclined to want, I really kind of want to do it more and I actually want to like plan out some specific, you know, I've done a little bit of a cross country, you know, a uh, 50 mile kind of thing at night, but that's it. But I want to do more. Uh, it's, it's, it's a temptation that I, you know, it's like, there's no re if there's no reason to do it, you shouldn't really do it. But at the same time, it's such an entrancing, amazing experience. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I was having that same realization when we were flying the other night is how, how much I enjoy it, but how much I don't enjoy the added risk of not being able to tell what the black space below me is if I have to land there. Like that's a little unnerving. Yeah, I mean, I guess you follow highways and hope for the best. But yeah, I mean, it's it is it's a risk. Um but anyway, yeah, so it's nice to get some some flying in uh, while it's, yeah, I haven't really been enjoying the cold very much. So it's nice. We had a little spell of, of good, uh, reasonable temperatures and some good flying. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, coming up this time of year, right, we're, we're sitting here thinking about, uh, you know, what we're grateful for. I've got a few things that I wrote down that I thought about, and then we've got some things that people have sent in um, so we can get to those. And obviously anybody that's listening to this after the fact, 
um, feel free to comment or send us something and, you know, we'll, it's not just limited to this. We're happy to, to take any submissions from anybody about anything really. Um, so, right. uh, it's all very cool, but, um, so what do you have, you have, do you have a short list? Yeah, but yours, you, you already, you indicated that you did, or we could play, we have a handful of audio submissions that we could, you know, kind of mix these in too, if we wanted to get yeah, one let's, of those. Let's, in let's get into that. Cause really, I mean, honestly, what we're most grateful for is all these people that have been able to join us. And that's right. Uh, I think so that is the collective, isn't it? That it's kind of the community that's built. And so uh, let's, we'll hear a couple from these. Uh, the first first one is from, uh, from Josh, who um, was featured in a bunch of our latest videos. He was at the fly in. I flew down with him and his Cirrus. Uh, so Josh is from Pittsburgh. And, uh, and yeah, so Josh uh, submitted this earlier today, and here's what he had to say. Hey, it's Josh. Just one that uh, this year I am very thankful for uh, having found a group of people in aviation who are always willing to learn, always looking for new ways to do better, who are humble enough to admit when they make mistakes and uh, and share them with others so that we all learn from them. No one's trying to be top dog in this group. Uh, we're all just trying to help each other. And uh, so I'm really thankful for that, and I'm hoping we uh, get some more folks in here. Have a great Thanksgiving. Awesome. Thank you, Josh. So listen, uh, look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist type person, but can you play that one again and just listen to the top? I think he said, hey, idiots. I think he just played again. <laughs> okay, here we go. Hey, it's Josh. Just wondered. <laughs> hey, it's Josh. Hey, Everything hey, else seemed very genuine and heartfelt, but the just the opening, I just felt like a little. Uh, no, that was great, man. That's really, uh, and I love what he said about sort of nobody's trying to be top dog, you know, or anything like that. Um, I guess Josh is the top dog, so of course he's like, I don't see any other top dogs around here. <laughs> Uh, no, that's awesome. That is great, man. That was definitely his, uh, and that definitely came through. That whole kind of that was kind of the vibe, really, at the fly-in. Right, was a lot of that. Um, we talked about that a lot. We, I had the chance to fly with Ben, um, the Sage, who's you know uh, almost a thousand hours or whatever he's got, and you know instrument rated and all the stuff that he's done. And um, we had a couple conversations in the thing. Like I can't help myself, but to like. Say, see things and say them or whatever and we had a big conversation on the way to wherever uh, we were on our way to Smyrna it was kind of like you know that's what's you've got to check any of that at the door any of that kind of attitude that you have about um you know not it's 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 gets in the way and it's like anybody can say anything at any time and we're all still learning because we've all like ben's like you, if you see something say it because you know it's not like you don't do the same things and you would want somebody to tell you in cases and so i think that was kind of a one of the cool themes of the fly and i thought we talked about that a lot yeah it doesn't matter where you sit in the high there is no hierarchy it's like we're all just trying to do the same thing and obviously you know a lot of uh a lot of, you know, bad things can happen to people with a lot of experience. It's not just about like, you don't get immunity from the laws of physics. Right. So exactly. Uh, you got to keep it together mentally and, and, uh, and always be thinking about how, you know, how many sets of eyes and ears can I possibly have? It's great. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's awesome. So, um, well, I'll just pitch in one of mine real quick. Yeah. Um, which is a little bit sort of a 
aligned with this, but so the, to me, what's interesting, what I, what I sort of get, and maybe I think other people in the, that are listening have the same experience, but when you're talking, especially to other people that are not pilots that don't really know anything about aviation, but say they're an old friend of yours or, or whatever, and they see this difference in you, uh, you know, um, I knew you before you were a pilot. Now I know you as a pilot and it's, you know, they, they sense this kind of energy, you know, uh, this vitality or something from you. Um, and so they, they always ask, you know, friends of mine are always, you know, sort of like, you know, what, what has this been like for you or what have you gotten out of it? You know, and it goes so much further than, you know, I can fly a plane now and go places. Um, the, one, the number one thing I thought of, uh, that I was explaining to a friend recently is, um, how the discipline of aviation filters into the rest of your life and the other practices or work or other things that you might be doing and just you as a person. Um, and so for me, I realized that I've become a much better decision maker um, about a lot of things. And I think that, you know, not just ADM, misc, uh, misc, risk mitigation, but um, but that's part of it for sure. Um but it, it changes how I plan for things and how I flow with changing dynamics and how I make decisions based on those things. And I, I really want to explore a lot, you know, a lot of these, these things more. Um, but in general, I would say the simplest form is it's made me a, a better decision maker. And I'm really grateful to aviation and then the community around it to help foster those things that I can then apply in other aspects of my life. Mm, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, a lot of good, a lot of good chatter in the uh, happening in the comments here. Um, and so, if you're listening to this as a as an audio podcast, uh, we record these every other Wednesday. So we'd love to have you uh, with us for these live recordings. A ton, ton of great stuff. Just kind of we don't even get to all these on the on the actual podcast, but there's always such great conversation going on in the in the chat um, throughout this podcast. So. Um, yeah, I've been tracking some of that. I thought Adam had a really good point um, a minute ago. He said, uh, "I like Josh. I like Josh identifying humility as an important virtue for pilots. I've turned down instructors who thought they knew it all, and I think that's. Uh, I agree completely. I think that's a that's a very very important virtue. Yeah, and I like this comment from uh, Bon Ricardo." who I'm also proud that I think I can pronounce his name. Um, yeah. Thankful for family, the various communities that I'm a part of the good earth and a whole lot of patient forgiving people around me. And that's <laughs> definitely, I mean, uh, you know, there's the tertiary <laughs> things you end up grateful for. In aviation. Right. And it's like having people in your life that tolerate you talking about it all the time. <laughs> um, taking the risks, spending uh, ridiculous amounts of money. And as we've talked about, you know, I think that, uh, was it Ted that said, uh, in the, in, in his interview, what did he say? It was like, uh, Oh, what? He, Ted had the best line about this, but he's just sort of like, this is it. You know, uh, people that can tolerate the sort of, uh, such a voluntary pursuit, right? Like it's not a monetary pursuit. It's in fact the opposite. That's right. Uh, yeah. So that's a great, oh, I, I remember the clip, but I can't, I can't, I would do it in justice. I can't remember exactly. It was hilarious in the moment though. 
Um, speaking of uh, timestamp Tedder, uh, we have a, we had an audio submission uh, from Ted as well that we'll play now and hear and hear what Ted has to say that he's that he's thankful for. This is timestamp Tedder, and here's what I'm thankful for in aviation. First are the people from my past that inspired me to start on this path in the first place. Gail Polson, my grandfather who flew. Bernie Jarvis, my grandfather who still wrenches on helicopters. And the other relatives who flew. There was also Mr. Davern, my high school teacher who started an aviation program and invited me to join their airport field trips. Finally, there was especially Corey Morgan, my friend who flew for Southwest and was literally there for me when I was living alone in a new city when I was younger and died not long before I started the aviation journey. I'm also thankful to my endlessly patient partner who thought she was signing up for me to take a handful of aviation lessons, but has actually ended up with me either gone flying, home talking about aviation, or in pursuit of purchasing a plane. Flying has made me thankful of where I live and what I've seen from above. I've seen mountains and so many sunsets from the air, and of course I've met people both local and around the world through this shared obsession. That's what makes it really fun. Awesome. Very good, Ted. Very Love nice. Yeah, that was great. Yep. So I'll You're, throw one. You got really loud all of a sudden, Chris. I did. Yeah. I mean, like you just your volume just went up like plus twenty dB. That's bizarre. Nothing has changed. Is there a toggle on your mic? Nope, nothing. And I'm looking at the uh, audio interface, and it is all normal here. All right. Weird. I'll turn it down though. Oh. It may Maybe have also been auto gain controlling for. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. I think it's it's starting to sort out. Yeah, it might have been an auto gain control thing. Yeah, anyway. it's good. It's all good, man. Yeah, Ted, thank you. That was amazing. Yes, solid work. Solid work, Ted. Um, I'll check one off my list, which is um, I'm thankful for how it's became like an activity that I can connect with my teenage daughter over. You know, those those things are getting um, fewer and farther between these days and uh it's something that she has really become interested in and um wants to do all the time no matter what you know the circumstance if there's a chance to fly so we've been able to kind of do a lot of that uh together and um so i think that's been a real positive for me that is huge that is huge yeah i mean those are always i think um my favorite uh, videos that you release, you know, it's just the, the whole dynamic between you guys and also just seeing how she's progressed from sort of, uh, you know, getting weirded out just when the flaps come out and just how that feels versus now just having so much knowledge and awareness of what's going on and actually contributing to the, you know, being helpful and, and right. being totally in the experience. It's just such a neat thing to see. Uh, her exposure over time and and uh and she's even got trademarked patented phrases catchphrases mm. now so i mean she's 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 a good one the uh-oh maneuver <laughs> that's yeah. that's t-shirt worthy it is really all right let's uh i'm gonna play this last one um the third audio uh these are all and these i think all these folks up josh had to leave early so he probably missed his uh but i know tedder's here uh he's fly sport in the chat and uh this last one is from um one dog geek who was made it to the fly in last spring on the outer banks um and was on his way to nashville uh 
for your fly in, but then um, had a problem with his airplane and had to turn around and go home. And that was honestly, that was probably the most devastating video of the whole one. I don't know if he shared it publicly or if it was just with us, but there is a moment, uh, he has a video of it when he discovers the problem in flight and just his reaction of, you could just see the disappointment, you know, that just like took over, um, when he realized he wasn't going to be able to come all the way down there. But so I'm curious, I haven't listened to any of these. So this is the first time I'm hearing these as well, but this is the, uh, this is uh, one doll geeks submission. Uh, let's see. What am I thankful for? I guess I'm thankful that I get to participate in something that seems like a fundamental human fly, human <laughs> desire, the ability to fly, to get above everything. And when I do that, to get it both physically out of the way and emotionally out of the way. I'm also thankful that I found a group of similarly minded people who can relate to this. Yep. <laughs> Hashtag awesome. damn it. Hashtag damn it. Yeah, that is the video of. Uh, I wish that you could pull up that clip uh, because it's so. It, I, I like it when at least something humorous and impacting can come out of something that is so so much of a drag. Uh, but when, like in the moment that weekend, it was just it was a gut punch to see him uh, having that. But then uh, now it's like. Oh, he's got a trademark catchphrase too. <laughs> this is yeah, it's so good. But uh, thank you for 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 that, um, Mark, aka um, One Doll Geek. Um, and I, I that leads me kind of to maybe one of the things I had on my list. I'll get to real quick, which is, um, I guess I just kind of on my list. I just said air, you know, airplane therapy and and sort of a having a transcendent experience or a vehicle for transcendent experiences. Um, you know, I took a friend to fly yesterday and she had been flying with me only once before, almost a year ago. Um, and, uh, I didn't tell her that, by the way, I actually know how to fly now. (laughs) No, but, um, (laughs) not just like winging it after the check ride, but no, um, no, but, uh, you know, she's had a lot of things going on in her life, you know, um, that are, you know, her, her dog died and, you know, a bunch of other stuff has happened, you know, just a lot of loss and a lot of change and a lot of things going on. And, and, uh, and I, it was so nice, not only for me to be able to have that experience, but f- to be able to have the tools or the vehicle to provide that for someone else. And it was such a neat experience because, um, you know, we flew, I guess it was about an hour and 15 minutes or something uh, to the place where we were going. And it was one of those things where, you know, 30 minutes into flight, things are kind of settled in. We've got another half an hour to kind of just cruise along and just look in the scenery and everything. And, and I just kind of realized that we were both just completely spacing out. Like we were, you know, we didn't feel the need to talk or anything, you know, mm-hmm. you're sort of looking out that way. I'm kind of looking out this way. This plane actually flies straight. First plane I've ever been able to rent that actually flies straight. Uh, and so I was able to just be hands off and just, you know, uh, just cruise along and a little rudder nudge here and there and just kind of space out. And I just thought, I feel so much. She was like, I can't believe that you get, like, I feel so much better having just been in this plane for like, this is the most relaxing thing. And as she's like, I can't believe you get to do this all the time. You know, like what a great thing. And I'm like, I know, I mean, it really is Mm -hmm. a hard thing to express or explain to other people. And there's also the experience of, you know, being by yourself for long periods of time, which is really great too. I mean, when I flew from the outer banks 
uh, 600 nautical miles and two, three hour legs by myself. That was, I, I feel like I was a different person by the time I got to the other side of that trip, you know, um, it's a really transformative, transcendent, really beautiful thing to be able to do and to be able to just get above the earth and everybody else is in there uh, are on the earth doing all these things and you don't have to be a part of it for a period of time and you can just soar above everything. It's a, it's a magical thing. So I'm really grateful to be able to have that kind of uh, yeah. Yeah, airplane, airplane therapy. Yeah, that's great. So <clears throat> on my list, I'll just say, I'm just, this is my last, this is my last one, but uh, and I, I just, I'm a, uh, blown away and incredibly grateful for the community that we've built and it's beyond just my i was i started you know filming my lessons and then suddenly there's like six thousand subscribers on my youtube channel and 30 patrons and just the the smaller even the smaller group like this group that's faithfully here on a wednesday night to like take part in what we're doing and come to fly-ins and like meet up and and share our you know similar struggles and the things that like there aren't a whole lot of people that really understand, you know, a lot of these things that we kind of go through, especially not just the aviation component, but like the stage of life that we're in. It's just such a unique um, group of people that was not anywhere in the stratosphere of my radar when I started filming my lessons in 2018. Like that was this, none of this was a, it wasn't even in the, I would have, you could have asked me, I would have never come up with it. Um, but it is legitimately my the favorite part of um, the outcome of the whole flying and midlife thing is this group that we have kind of that is naturally kind of formed uh, around what we're doing. And uh, so these are friends now. Like these aren't just like I mean we've definitely made some like legit friends now. And and that's hard to do. That's hard to do at this stage at this stage of life as well. We talked about that, Brian, at your house. Mm-hmm. You know, in the Nashville, like it's hard to do but it's um yeah it's been super meaningful and super rewarding and i'm just so glad um to have met everyone and have talked to so many people just about this and i just hope like somebody said earlier on i think josh mentioned in his recording like i just hope it continues to grow and we make more friends and um just uh you know have a chance to hear each other's stories you know more people's stories and connect and and keep this thing going Absolutely. Well, you had some maybe subconscious inkling because you did name your YouTube channel Midlife Pilot, which is a pretty succinct, uh, dead-on assessment. It's uh, funny how that works out. Um, it's I guess it's how I thought of myself, like, you know, when you had to name the thing. Um, but it was, uh, I'm glad I did. I, it's pretty catchy. I'm really glad, I'm glad that I grabbed that up when I did because it's. Uh, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> well, I mean, it's to the point and it's actually what's going on. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely, um, a particular, you know, it's not, I mean, maybe people that people that play golf or something have a certain level of obsession with it, but it's not like this, man. Like people that are in this, it's a daily, it's, it's something you think about every day. You know, you're you're learning something every day. You're researching something every day. You're you know getting current. You're staying on top. It's it's something that you have to manage and give attention to. We don't. I guess you don't have to, but you you know we're all compelled to do that. So we all had this huge proportion of our existences that precedes all this, where that was not taking up our bandwidth, time, or anything else. And then now here we all are. You know, and this is 
you know, it's like some of the first things you think about every day, you know, and, and what's the weather and what's the next thing to do or planning a trip or, or whatever. It's such a cool thing. So I guess maybe that the, the last thing I'll, I'll put out there is just to say that I'm, I'm just sort of uh, grateful for this being a vehicle as an opportunity to, for growth and, you know, not just as a person, but just to have, you know, I think that at this age, you kind of either start to check out, you know, and just only live where you're comfortable and only do things that you're comfortable with. And you kind of recede back into that, which is totally viable and totally fine. But I think that it says something about uh, our, you know, maybe common about how we look at our lives and our life force and what we want to contribute or gain or experience to be tripling down on existence in this way at this stage to do this is a very purposeful, purposeful, meaningful thing. And it has to be because it's risky. It's, you know, it's expensive. Uh, it's a lot of things. So, you know, the fact that everybody's kind of uh, at the same time going, you know what, we're all going to jump into this thing. We don't have to do it and we're choosing to do it. And it, and it's uh, it's a heavy everyday kind of a thing. And it's so fun. Uh, and it leads to all these other great things. So yeah, so cool, man. Uh, yep. Grateful for a lot. For sure. All right. Well, I say we uh, I say we wrap early tonight. It's Thanksgiving Eve. I know folks have family stuff to do, and I'm out of town visiting my uh, in laws here in Huntsville this weekend. So I'm going to go yeah. get back get back to them. But I, we definitely did not want to miss tonight and uh, a chance to kind of celebrate with um, this family with the aviation community that we've kind of built. And um, I hope everyone has a just a splendid Thanksgiving. We all definitely have a lot uh, to be thankful for. Um, you all are on my list for sure. And uh, especially you, uh, Brian. Hey uh, man. Yeah. Appreciate you, my friend. friend. Hope to see you on, uh, on Saturday on our way home. We're trying to hook up a breakfast visit with you guys on the way back. So well, I'll just, I'll give you directions right to the heart of music row. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to get there now. No, you know where my house is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully you guys can make it through. Uh, thanks for everybody in the chat. Uh, and for those who contributed, uh, those really great uh, messages. And um, we want to find more ways to sort of connect with people and include people. So if you have any thoughts, ideas, or whatever, you know, leave reviews or drop us a note or be in touch or do all the things. Absolutely. Yeah. It was great plotting with you. And uh, we'll talk again in two weeks. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Cheers.